You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's a Thursday edition of Locked On Lions, everybody, on the Locked On Podcast Network. Matt Derry with you on Thursday, August 26th, into a game day. Friday, August 27th, third and final preseason game coming up tomorrow night as the Lions will take on the Indianapolis Colts at Ford Field at 7 o'clock, Fox 2, and the ticket. We're brought to you by Rock Auto today. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Coming up today on the show, Lions and Colts tomorrow, what to look for? It's pretty simple. One major, major thing to look for. Uh, Maybe let's make it two. Two things to watch tomorrow. I'll tell you about that coming up. Also, if the Lions' backup quarterback situation does not get more clear and does not get more transparent after tomorrow, I might have the guy for the Lions to go after. Because if it can't be David Blau and it can't be Tim Boyle as that definitive number two, there might be somebody else out there that is the guy. We'll explain. Lions also have semi-announced their policy for COVID for tomorrow. We'll get into that. And a deep dive from my crack research staff on the wide receiver situation in Detroit. It's not good. We'll talk about that as well coming up today right here on Locked On Lions. If you're new to the program, thank you for listening and joining us, whether it's on iTunes, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts, Odyssey app. We appreciate that. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks, at Locked On Lions on Twitter, and also the Matt Derry Facebook fan page. Uh, where do we start? Um, hmm. First and foremost, uh, what we're going to see on Friday night in preseason game number three is not much. As we told you yesterday, Frank Wright kind of announced it for Dan Campbell that Dan told him, we're not going to play a lot of our starters. I would expect to see somebody like Panay Sewell and maybe a few others for maybe a few reps, but that's about it. I think we're going to be seeing a lot of you know, C.J. Moore and Jalen Elliott and Derek Barnes and Logan Stenberg and guys like that who are going to get an opportunity to play. Jamar Jefferson, Dedrick Mills, wide receiver, wide open. I don't think we're going to see Tyrell Williams, but I think we're going to see everybody else. So the biggest thing to watch is, yes, who's going to come out of this game winning one of the wide receiver spots? Is Brashad Perriman going to even play? And if he plays, is he going to flash a little bit to show that he belongs on this team? What about Tom Kennedy? You know, as far as wide receiver. And who's going to throw these guys the football? Backup quarterback should be determined tomorrow. And from all accounts, and what Chris Burke wrote in TheAthletic.com yesterday, it appeared, at least in practice on Wednesday, no practice today, that David Blau was taking the first-team reps and that he will get the start against the Colts tomorrow, and then Tim Boyle will play against some of the third and fourth stringers. Uh, So keep an eye on that. But what if both guys don't play well? What if 
Blau struggles this time, like Boyle did on Saturday night this past week against the Steelers. Regardless, neither guy has shown that they've been that good. Actually, Boyle or Blau has been better than Tim Boyle, who I dubbed months ago Mr. August. Remember, Tim Boyle for the last two years was just killing it in the preseason. Um, Well, in 2019, they didn't have preseason last year, but you know what I mean. In 2019 for the Packers, everybody was talking about how great Tim Boyle looked to the point where a few Green Bay writers even submitted that Boyle could win the job over Jared Goff, which is laughable. Not that Jared Goff is Johnny Unitas or, you know, um, even, you know, Matthew Stafford. But Boyle has not looked good. So if... Let's say, let's just do a hypothetical here. What happens if David Blau struggles and Tim Boyle struggles tomorrow night against the guys with the horseshoe on their helmets? There is somebody intriguing that could be picked up for a conditional draft pick, and that is Kyle Lawletta. The former New York Giants quarterback has played very, very well for the Cleveland Browns in their first couple of preseason games. Actually, as far as NFL preseason passing yard leaders, Nathan Peterman has 418. Kyle Lalletta has 364. He has played pretty well for the Browns and is their number three quarterback behind Baker Mayfield and Case Keenum. If the Lions get done with this game Friday night and go, who the hell are we gonna be is gonna be our backup quarterback? They could lob a phone call to Andrew Barry down the turnpike in Cleveland about Kyle Loletta and what? Send a conditional draft pick? If he plays in some games as a sixth rounder, fifth rounder, seventh rounder, whatever. But keep an eye on the name Kyle Loletta. Do the Browns really need three quarterbacks? Would they take a conditional pick for their third stringer right now? So the Lions can make him their second stringer? It's not out of the realm of possibility. So that's something that I want fans to keep an eye on tomorrow and this weekend. Final cuts come Tuesday afternoon at 4 o'clock. So the Lions are going to have a little time between Friday and Tuesday to make decisions on players, which is a little unusual this year compared to years past. So we'll wait and see. We'll see. We'll see where this whole thing goes. All right. So that is is kind of where things at. All right. Coming up next, the wide receiver situation. And what about mask mandates or recommendations if you are going to the game tomorrow? We'll let you know about that as well. Coming up right here on Locked On Lions on this Thursday, August the twenty sixth. All right, so my research staff here at Locked On Lions is back and better than ever and has hit me up with some numbers on our Detroit Lions and what to expect and what to look for as we talk about the wide receiver situation. The Lions wide receiver room is a mess. It's just bad. Tyrell Williams, Rashad Perriman, Khalif Raymond, Quintez Cephas, Amon Ross St. Brown, Victor Bolden, Geronimo Allison, Damian Ratley, Tom Kennedy, Javon McKinley, and Sage Surratt. 
Those are the Lions wide receivers as of today. You got to figure the Lions are going to keep five active receivers and have a couple on the practice squad. Deep dive time. You ready? Lions wide receivers with 60-plus catches over the last handful of years. Now remember, Kenny Galladay's gone. Marvin Jones, gone. Uh, Jamal Agnew, gone. Dan Amendola, gone. Tyrell Williams from the Raiders, in. Brashad Perriman from the Jets, in. Drafting St. Brown, etc. Lions wide receivers with 60-plus catches. In 2016, Golden Tate had 91 catches. Anquan Bolden, 67. In 2017, Golden had 92 receptions. Marvin Jones, 62. In 2018, Kenny Galladay had 70. In 2019, he had 65. And Amendola, 62. And Jones, 62. Last season, Marvin Jones had 76 catches. Here's the current Lions wide receivers. Tyrell Williams only has one season with 45-plus catches, and that was in 2016. In his second season when he had 69 catches for 1,059 yards. Brashad Perriman's career high in receptions is 36 two years ago. Last year, Quintez Cephas, who many of you think, oh, Quintez Cephas, locked to make the team. He's awesome. Fifth-round pick of Bob Quinn. How many balls did he catch last year? 20. That's a third of 60. Amon Ross St. Brown has had a good camp, good preseason, like him. He's a rookie. He's never caught an NFL pass. Khalif Raymond, ex of the Titans, more of a return man, has 19 total receptions in five years on the job as an NFL receiver. 19. Victor Bolden has one career catch. Tom Kennedy is a former lacrosse player. Zero NFL receptions. So bear in mind, if, if TJ Hawkinson, your tight end and your stud, your, your, your hoss, if he repeats last year, which is on the high side for tight ends, where does the other offense in the passing game come from? And that's a big if, if TJ's going to repeat last year. The Lions last year were 20th in total offense, 350 yards a game. Passing-wise, 256 and a half yards was 10th in the league, running the football 93 yards a game, was 30th in the NFL, which, as many of you know, is what the Lions do best. They finish in the back half, the bottom third in the NFL, in running the football. So if you're a defense right now and you look up and you go, man, they lost Marvin Jones, Danny Amendola, Kenny Galladay, these guys have all caught the football over 60 times. In their careers. And you come back with Tyrell Williams, whose only season, he's had one year where he's caught the ball over 60 times. It was, again, 69 in 2016. This is scary, folks. This is, what are they going to do? This is a concern. And then you throw in the mix, not having a deep threat, for week one, and having to face the San Francisco 49ers with D. Ford, 
Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead, Javon Kinlaw, and that front four of the 49ers, coached by former Lions defensive line coach Chris Kasirik. Kasirik wants is out for blood. You know, he loves to would love to come back to Detroit and sick his front four on Jared Goff. Seriously. Sending hungry dogs to fresh meat. So that's the concern is like, you know, I, I like Jamar Jefferson. I think he could be cool out of the backfield. Is DeAndre Swift going to be healthy for week one? Because they're going to need him. TJ Hawkinson also hasn't played in the preseason. Is he going to be healthy? Because Swift, Hawkinson, Jamal Williams, this ground-and-pound offense, that's basically what you got. You've got a new scheme, a new OC in Anthony Lynn, and an offense that is not as good as last year, and last year's offense wasn't that good. And you've taken a giant step down from quarterback and receiver, and yes, it's by design. The Lions didn't pay Kenny Galladay. They didn't pay Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford wanted to leave. Mr. I want to play in big games other than 1 o'clock on Sundays. Okay, Matthew. We went over that yesterday in case you missed it. Go back and listen. What a farce. I had a, a an unnamed ex-Lion hit me up today with the box score from the Monday night game a few years ago against the Jets when Stafford threw four interceptions and said, this wasn't Sunday at 1. That's a, a, a former Lion that texted me that today. And you know I talk to a lot of them, or text with a lot of them. But that's a concern. I'm very worried about this offense, and I want to see somebody do something tomorrow night at the receiving spot. Does it matter who wins? No. You're really going to gain a lot by watching this game? Not really. Colts aren't playing a lot of their starters, and neither are the Lions. But what if Javon McKinley makes a few plays? I, I don't know. I want to see if Khalif Raymond is anything but just a return guy. Can you put him in the slot, throw him a few slants, and see some some action here? I think Brashad Perriman is in big trouble making this team. Might as well go younger, and he hasn't had a great career to begin with. We'd love your thoughts on it. At Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks on Twitter, at Lockdown Lions, and also on the Matt Derry Facebook fan page. Uh, Bet Online, the best sports book around online at betonline.ag. It really is. You want to bet on NBA, NHL come wintertime, the only place to do it is Bet Online. Football's coming up. It's that time of year again. All eyes are turning to football, and we got games galore coming up at betonline.ag. It's the number one spot for all your pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest open now at BetOnline. Just go to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. How awesome is that? Seriously, just use the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Take advantage of their opening day super promo. You make a bet on the Thursday nighter between the Cowboys and the Bucks next week. If you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using the promo code NFL100. All right? 
football, basketball, boxing, Jake Paul this weekend. Get there at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. All right, I want to do a a little COVID uh, discussion before we end today's show. Again, Lions and Colts coming up Friday night, tomorrow night. Fox 2 and the ticket, uh, radio-wise, at 7 o'clock. The Lions announced today a mask recommendation. So if you're going to the game, there is not a vaccination rule. There is not a mask mandate or anything like that. It's called a mask recommendation. Here's what the Lions said. Quote, Ford Field recommends masks for all guests, including those who are fully vaccinated for all indoor locations as aligned with the City of Detroit Health Department. Masks are are available at guest services locations throughout the stadium. Uh, End quote. Look, we all want this thing over with, all right? I, for one, have got the vaccine. If I need to get a booster, let's go. Whatever it takes for me to get us back to normal. All right? The FDA approved Pfizer. I got Pfizer. I'm happy about that. I'm hoping everybody can get these shots. People that are on the fence, let's, whatever. I don't want to do that. But my point is this. The Lions have an indoor facility. Ford Field is an indoor stadium. There are some teams that are forcing you to get vaccinated or a mask mandate even for outdoors. The Lions are calling this a mask recommendation for now. And leading up to September 12th in the opener, we're going to see where the Lions go with this. What I find interesting is the Lions have been very proactive with vaccinations. Players that have admitted they weren't vaccinated before, like Taylor Decker over the summer, have now been vaccinated, and the team is over 90% vaccinated. So they're on the same page, which is great. Look at the Buffalo Bills today. Look at the Tennessee Titans, who have an outbreak with Ryan Tannehill and their coach, Mike Vrabel. Tannehill actually is vaccinated, but the Bills, Josh Allen isn't. Cole Beasley isn't. Isaiah McKenzie, their wide receiver, he basically put on Twitter, I just got fined 14 grand, and here's a letter I got from the NFL because I wasn't wearing a mask in the facility. And oh, by the way, the league had a spokesperson in Buffalo talking to the team about COVID protocols. And this guy was unmasked, got caught twice, and got fined. And he's like, oh, the NFL's after me. The Lions, at least right now, I think have been very proactive in how they've handled this. We haven't heard about divisiveness or division within the locker room. Guys seem to be on the same page. They're committed to winning. Buffalo is a Super Bowl contender. And they got guys that have not gotten their shots and now are in protocols and away from the team and having to do everything virtually. That hurts the team. Whether you agree with this or not, those are the rules set forth by the league. And the NFL Players Association agreed with them. So players that are are unvaccinated and choose not to get the shots, or shot if it's Johnson & Johnson, have to have different rules, different areas to walk into the building, have to wear masks, etc. But the Lions seem to be on the same page with this, And we haven't seen a lot of masks or the need for that based on the players mostly, like I said, over 90% vaccinated. Could there be a competitive advantage for the Lions being in a division with the Vikings where players such as Kirk Cousins and others, leader of the team, 
isn't vaccinated. And we've had Mike Zimmer come forward and say, we brought in a top, you know, epidemiologist to talk to our team because Zimmer's concerned too many players on that team are anti-vaccination. Something to think about. But again, a mask recommendation for tomorrow if you're going to the game. All right, folks, Locked On Lions uh, wraps up for this Thursday. Have a great week. Enjoy the game tomorrow night.